Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. I've been waiting for this all along. I know. Long. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till five. We gotta talk about Taylor Swift. I'm so pumped. <laughs> like the content she has released this year and last year. Like, does she sleep? Is no. The question. This child is so freaking talented. She boggles my mind. Like okay, literally. So for the completely uninitiated and under a rock folks, last week Taylor re-released. Her album Red, which originally came out in 2011. Sounds right. <laughs> I was not a Taylor Swift fan at the time. Okay, so same. Before we get into it, let's explain why she's re-releasing her albums. She did Fearless, like back in the summer. And is she doing these out of order? Because yes. I don't remember the order. She clearly doing- out of order. Okay, I like, I've been trying to like come up with some sense of the order, and there is no sense. There's no sense. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like have a catalog. I because of, of the last week, I know the order now. But before last week, I had no idea. Yeah, same. So it's been a week. <laughs> okay, so the reason why Taylor Swift is doing this is her. So when an artist signs a contract with a record company. They are essentially signing, in many respects, signing their rights away to the songs that they compose and write. The record company owns it. Correct. I, Just like, but, like authors and books. Like right. when they publish with the publishing house, the publishing house owns the book. Exactly. And that's the, it's the deal with the devil. That's the price you pay for getting exposure and they're going to do the marketing. And they invest a lot of money in an artist, you know, making the album. So... You know, the flip side is when the album hits, then they make a bunch of money off of it because they own it. So, but I think that they can only, the music can either go up for sale or it can only be owned for X period of time. I can't, I don't know the exact details around that, but her music went up for sale. So Taylor Swift wanted to buy the, obviously she wanted to buy all her whole catalog. Because right. she had switched, she had switched, she left her record label and yep. she went to a new one. Yep. And she wanted to have rights of her old stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, okay, it's up for sale. Let me buy it. Yep. And, and what they... did Scooter Braun tell her? So Scooter Braun told her <laughs> that he would sell her the music what was her post about but like there were all of these um caveats to it meaning like she couldn't she would have to promise to never re-record any of them there was like a whole I feel like I feel like it got tweeted the other day what her what the email was I should pull it up because I feel like I was reading it and 
the gist I got was that he made it in such a way that like it was for sale, but not to her. Right. Also, yeah. So also her dad is on the board um, of her old record company or something. I don't know. I couldn't quite follow that. So they were like, well, we notified your dad. And she was like, well, he couldn't attend it because of some legal. I don't know. Like if he went to the board meeting, he would have had to keep his the sale of the music confidential from his daughter. So he didn't go which is understandable. So anyways, guys, what boils down to is Scooter Braun basically screwed Taylor Swift out of buying back her music. Correct. So she, like, she wasn't going to be able to, like, use the songs in, like, her Netflix show. They weren't going to release. And then they, like, started, like, cracking down on her. They wouldn't, like, let her use her songs in her Netflix movie. They weren't letting her use it for you know, her American Billboard Award, like, they, they were, because they owned it, so they could restrict her using they were, her they were being, music. They wouldn't sell to her, and they were being assholes about it. Yeah, so this happened with the Beatles. Yeah, Paul it happens with a lot of artists. It. Yeah, Paul, the Beatles, Paul McCartney does not own Beatle music, and every time I see Michael Beatles, Jackson bought it. Michael Jackson bought it. I mean, every time I see a Beatles song used in a commercial, I'm like, Michael Jackson, you are a fucktwad. So, yeah. Basically. <laughs> so this is what happens when the music goes up for sale. Like if you know, you can either gain control of it or you can lose it. So in this circumstance, there was a bunch of other details that I'm not getting right, but um Taylor lost um access to her the rights to her music. So but he still had rights to like the lyrics right. and the, the melody and all that. Like she just didn't have the the albums. Yeah. Themselves. So so, so basically, and this was what Reba McIntyre told, there was somebody else who did this. Somebody told Reba to do this. I think this was the same situation that Reba McIntyre found herself in years ago. And mm-hmm. so she re-recorded her music. So Kelly Clarkson was her daughter-in-law. So she, mm-hmm. you know, Kelly Clarkson knew that Reba re-recorded her music. And when you re-record it and change it, it's a new entity. Mm-hmm. So then it no longer falls under the copyright purview. So mm-hmm. she tweeted Taylor Swift and was like, just re-record your stuff. <laughs> and Taylor was like, hmm, that's a damn good idea. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So she's, this is what I love about the Taylor Swift fans. So she's re-recording all of her albums. These are albums that people have already purchased. They've already, already purchased, the already money. listened, already, already loved. listened to. And she's re-recording them. These are the same songs, except for Red. She released more songs. For well, Red. there was and more. There was more songs. Was there more Fearless? for Fearless? Okay, yeah. so she is adding new content, but you know, essentially, you're rebuying the same record, but it's her version. So I love her fans. They're just they're all just buying the music again, and, and a lot of people are like deleting off the old albums. I'm deleting them. Yeah, I'm deleting the old same shit. here I, on my Spotify. I go every time she re-releases something. I go I'm through like, like my likes and everything. See a scooter. And just, yep, I delete it. Unlike so, I'm like, what's amazing is she's making all the money over again. It's they're hitting at these records are hitting like top top records. Oh yeah, top sales. Like they're brand new music. Then. Yeah, like it's new music, yeah. and we've all heard this before. And like everyone's buying, it. and so I'm sure the sales that for the music that to- Scooter Braun owns are tanking apparently scooter sold them to somebody else and when that this other person bought them they were told that like oh 
if she re-records, it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. You're still gonna have all this value. And then of course, obviously not happening. The value on on scooters albums are tanking. And so now the person who bought them is like suing scooters, what I heard. Oh, I bet. I would. <laughs> so like basically Nobody thought this was going to work. I saw something. It was kind of like a callback to an article that was posted, like when it was first announced that she was like considering doing this or going to do this, but hadn't Mm -hmm. done it yet. Yep. And these music execs are like, oh, it's not going to work. It's never really worked before. It's a waste Mm -hmm. of time. She's not Mm -hmm. really going to follow through on it because it's it's not going to happen. And then now look at it. I know. It's gone nuts. So she re-released Fearless, which is her second album. Her first one is self-titled Taylor Swift. Okay. Second one is Fearless. She okay. released that one, included a bunch of vault tracks. Now, a vault track is something that she wrote at the time of the rest of the album. But for whatever reason, be it her own preference or studio guidelines or whatever, she didn't include it on the album. She just kept it back and only, you know. Well, you know, they keep these albums do X number of songs. And so, like, it's not all her decision what goes on the album. So, like, these record executives. She has to pick what goes on. Yeah, cut, cut left songs left and right. Which, after these last two releases, record executives should shut the hell up. Yeah, just let the artists put on whatever they want to put on. Yeah, because her (laughs) crap songs that got cut are amazing. And they should just... Shut up! <laughs> and if she wants to release fifty songs on an album, let her release fifty songs. Exactly, on an album. exactly. Now on Fearless, one the, like the big vault song off of Fearless, there were several, but the big one was Mister Perfectly Fine, which Isn't that, that about was, uh, that Joe was Jonas? on the radio. It was great. It's about Joe Jonas. Now I love it. I'm getting to a point when I bring up Mister Perfectly Fine and it being right. about Joe Jonas. Mm-hmm. Now everybody, a lot of people. The, the Taylor haters there's still Taylor haters there will always be Taylor haters but the Taylor haters when um Red was re-released and all the talk about Jake Gyllenhaal got stirred up again we'll get into that in a minute Uh and how she's just she never gets over anything she holds grudges she's bitter she hates her exes blah 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 came up I like to point to Mr. Perfectly Fine as like, no, that is absolutely not the case because she released this vault song about Joe Jonas that does not paint him in a very good light at all. No. But she's friends with him now and his yeah. wife. Remember? She said she buys his baby's presents. That was Joe Jonas and her it was in her Evermore or folklore yes. song. And and he when was even performed... at Saturday Night Live to yes. support her for the red launch when she Correct. was doing, yeah. She she performed on Saturday Night Live last weekend, and mm-hmm. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner were right there to support her because that's what it is. When she released the 10-minute version of Red, or Red, of All, All Too, Too well, well, yeah. that's not her saying, I'm still upset about Jake Gyllenhaal. No, it's that's her. But, yeah, it's that's her saying. My fans knew that this version existed right. and really wanted me to release it. So and it's are going. being dogs with bones, and you know, well, and it's a good business sense because clearly it's made them a fuck ton of money this last week. So yeah, you can sit here and say, oh, she's bitter. In fact, I saw something about like apparently Jake's upset that she brought this all up again. Like, oh, she's still harping on it. I'm like, she's trying to own her fucking money. Jake would be right. ahead 
to just get on board with it and support her. Be like, go ahead and own your music. And be a good sport about it instead well, of trying to play like a victim. It seems to me that that's J- that Jake... First of all, here's my thing. Okay, number one, she's never admitted who any no. of these songs are about. Well, okay. There's one. There's only one song where she named the ex. And that one, people have been talking about this a lot this last week. I've learned so much. Um, <laughs> so the album after Fearless but before Red is called Speak Now. Okay. And on Speak Now, Speak Now, a lot of Speak Now had to do with her ex at the time, John Mayer. And the song Dear John. Oh, see, this is see. I don't know the dating. I don't know oh, the dating I, like order. I said, I've been learning. Shit I don't know the dating week. order and the record order, which is extremely <laughs> important because I thought John Mayer came after Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Before. Oh, all and right. he's even older. So, kids, we're gonna learn some stuff today. All right. I don't know anything about the John Mayer stuff except that it 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 makes Jake Gyllenhaal look like kids play. <laughs> Like I've heard that like Swifties are like kind of like joke around about hating Jake Gyllenhaal, but they literally like it's on site with John Mayer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I don't know what he did. I don't know what all is encompassed there. I just know it's bad. He's John Mayer. That right there is enough <laughs> information. Like, you got to be out of your damn mind to date that man. I mean, seriously. Uh, she was she was like 19 at the time when she dated well, John see, Mayer. that's the other thing. I feel that's like there wasn't a big enough deal about these age differences back then. Because she was like a tween. Yeah. And these dudes were in their 30s, minimum. <laughs> like, Jake wasn't even that bad of an age difference compared to John Mayer. John Mayer was looking at the, was much closer to 40 than he was to 30 when he was dating Taylor Swift, a 19-year-old. Like, come on, man. That's just gross. Oh, God. I hope John Mayer, like, I hope she didn't sleep with him. Well, there's, there's, I've like I say, TikTok. I'm telling you, get on TikTok, Jen. <sighs> Swift Talk has all the tea. I've like, been learning so much. Not that this week. is any of my fucking business, but if he was her first, I just want to like cry. Cause some it... people think Jake was the first. Some people think John was the first. I think if John came first, he was the first. Personally. Uh, okay. I know it's gross, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I think so. But anyhow, this one's about Jake fucking Gyllenhaal, who she dated for three months in 2010. 2009 whatever whenever it was and a lot of people are like how dare she make so many songs and be like harp on and on about this three-month relationship again at the time she was 20 turning 21 but here's the other thing this is where i get annoyed and like, okay that's what artists do this is they what artists do okay, adele, Adele just dropped her newest album. Like, I think we're not going to survive between Taylor Swift and Adele. It's just going to be, it's just too many feels and I will die. But she basically said point blank to Oprah that it's her divorce album and her husband, he's not thrilled, but he understands that this is her career and this is what she does. This is what they do. And I do not understand why the rules are different for Taylor Swift. Any dude can write a song just because. Fans are able to pick up on what I have to say is eloquently written uh, song lyrics and piece it together with a People magazine article does like, not it's... mean Taylor Swift is out there name and name. This is her experience. She's a singer-songwriter. 
The only one she ever named is is John Mayer. And he wrote a song about her too. Called Paper Dolls, apparently. Yeah, it was terrible. But like like, male artists do this all the time. And Taylor has come out and said this. Like nobody comes for Ed Sheeran. Nobody comes for, you know, Bruno Mars. Nobody comes for all these other guys that write about their relationships and their feelings. But they come for me. And this is where I think we need to talk about how we became Taylor Swift fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I bought into it. I bought into it for too. Oh, long. you did. Oh. I did buy into it for too long. Yeah, and I'm I'm ashamed of that. So I'm it's trying okay. to like, She'll make that you. time here. No, it's okay. <laughs> Taylor hears your apology. She hears you. She sees you. I have she seen the light. You. It's You've okay. seen the light. <laughs> so you go tell tell us how you became. Well, a Taylor so fan. you know, I'm not a big country music fan, but no, I I do I. like the ones that are a little bit more pop. Yeah. So it's not like everybody's got when, preferences. That's fine. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, when she hit with the Tim McGraw, that was. That was on country, but like she was, it was such a thing that she wrote about Tim McGraw and then she toured with Tim McGraw. Like, I think he had to be, I mean, I was even aware of it. And it was a good song. I was like, she's a cute kid, but I wasn't, I didn't listen to any of the other album. I just knew that. And then she released, um, was Love Story on that one? Love Story, I think, was on Fearless. Okay. So Love Story is on Fearless. I don't and- think Tim McGraw is on Fearless. I- yeah. Like I say, I'm I'm still I think learning. Tim McGraw was her first big country music that, hit. I would think that would have been on her first album. But then when she wrote Love Story, she blew That's up. when she was on pop radio. That's how she got on pop radio. And I loved that song. I mean, what I love about her is she has a way of telling a story yeah. in these very eloquent. I mean, the the lines this kid can come up with are just her I mean, language she is ex- makes you able yeah, to picture she, it. Yeah, she is an extremely um eloquent writer and just she blows my mind. So I love Love Story, but I again didn't buy the album. So I would say the more pop she got, like with Red, that was really like her big what I didn't understand is I thought 1989 Red is was definitely big, a crossover. Yeah, but they were like, no, it really started crossing over with Red. So like it I did. knew, so I knew a lot of songs on Red, and I loved Red, but I missed the launch of Red. I didn't like yeah. buy all the songs. I bought my favorite ones. Like I loved Red. Like the last time is like my one of my favorite Taylor Swift. I love the last time too. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> The, the last time walked so exile could run. Hell fucking yeah, bitch. And Am you I better right, say baby? it. Am I right? <laughs> it's the fucking tear, truth right there. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. <sighs> it's so, it's, it's just it's a firm belief. Okay. So I loved Red, but then when she hit with 1989. That was like a different story altogether. Oh, yeah. Well, so for me, 1989 feels very reminiscent of Debbie Gibson. And Debbie Gibson was like my favorite singer growing up. Like I adored her. So I was like, just the whole vibe of it, the whole and the way the songs, it just felt very, I was like, oh my God, I love this kid. And my sister uh, had gotten tickets to the 1989 concert. So you with her, got her to go see her. And I got to go see it because her life I'm was falling apart. <laughs> she couldn't go. So I benefited from her misery and I saw Taylor Swift with Lauren. Oh. 
live. Lucky a little bitch. I know. It was amazing. <laughs> she, you guys, she came out in a pink light bulb dress. <laughs> so Lauren, who's all of like, I think she was like eight or nine. She was, but she like knew Taylor Swift. She loved Taylor Swift and she loved Welcome to New York. So we're sitting there at the concert before it started. And you're there for a while before it starts. Lauren's oh, yeah. going to a concert. She's like, mommy, mommy. Will will she play Welcome to You New York? What if she doesn't play Welcome to New York? And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get this kid through an opening act. <laughs> like, if she sings this damn song like mid set, what the fuck am I going to tell this kid? So we, I get her. I'm like explaining, you have to sit through the opening act. Taylor then comes out after that. And she, Lauren's very patient. And I swear to God, you guys, Welcome to New York was the first song. Uh-huh. And I'm like Taylor Swift. You have a fan for life, girl. That was a solid parenting move. And I appreciate <laughs> you did, it. did a win that day. And like then Lauren was just like completely just could just enjoy the ride because her fave song got played. So and then we saw I saw Reputation Live too, which was great. <gasps> right, Stadium tour, bonkers amazing best concert i've ever been to like i've never seen like a I, I kind of liked all these indie bands like i like mumford and sons and like i just like you know i've seen ed sheeran and it's just ed sheeran in a mic so it's not you're not used to pyrotechnics and like no i mean giant snakes erupting out of the stage he doesn't even have a backup band he plays all the instruments it's crazy in the way he's got his little mixer like that thingy that he does it's it's wild to see an Ed Sheeran uh concert but yeah not not blowing pyrotechnics listen there was an inflatable snake the there were so many snakes of, like the target there were tennis. so many snakes there <laughs> were so many snakes. there was fire it was it was it was off the hook I've only so seen it on Netflix but oh, there guys, were so many was, snakes I mean and anyone who's given shit about oh she doesn't sing as good live uh lies she sounded exceptionally amazing Excuse me, I watched concerts. the Netflix Reputation Stadium Tour episode thing. Girlfriend can sing. And she sounded fantastic, so. She's amazing. Well, and again, you know, everyone was giving this poor kid shit on the kind of, oh, she can't sing light. Listen, she was like 11 years old when she released her first album. The vocal cords had not fully developed. So if her vocal cords Which is another reason good, why it's amazing she's right. re-recording these, these exactly. albums. If her vocal cords are that great at 12, they're going to be flawless at 30. And I don't know. Are they flawless at 30? Yes, they are. Yes, in fact, they are. Sorry, back off my girl. <laughs> so, yeah. Now I'm, like, I'm deep into the Swifty. So you were, like... So, like, like these 89. re-releases are super fun for me because, like, I missed all the fun. And she's just like, let's do it again. And I'm like, yay, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so my story with Taylor Swift starts off a lot worse. I never heard, I like we're just silent. <laughs> I never I never heard Tim McGraw. I didn't hear anything off the first one. I heard Love Story when it hit the radio. And I just was like roll eye roll, you know. Like this was at the time like Justin Bieber was also becoming like a big thing. And I didn't like him either. <laughs> I still don't like Justin Bieber. Because he's a little dick. That's why yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> so like, at the time I was just like, I don't like kid music. I don't Tweeners like any of this. And singing. I, I can and understand that. It seemed like there there was like some other song of Taylor's that was out. And like I was like, it all sounds the same. It all sounds oh, like the it's same the song. one um it would oh god, it's the one where she's talking, you should be with me. That was the next yes. one. Yeah. I, I just thought 
all, all her songs sounded the same. I heard two songs and I was like, they yeah. sound the same. I think especially so in like the her. first record, it did. That was and a legit complaint. I just, I didn't, I didn't, know. I was like, no, Taylor Swift. And of course, then all the little kids, the younger generation, loved it. And I was like, you know, I'm too cool. I'm in my 20s, going into my 30s. I, I'm beyond this. I'm bigger than this. And then I was like, I, she's, she's not for me. She's, she's right, for the right. little children. And then, <laughs> she's know. for the little people. <laughs> yeah. And then the media started really laying into her about her relationships. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, why does she always write songs about her relationship? <laughs> like, I bought into it. And I wasn't like going around online and spewing the stuff, but I, yeah. I thought it in my head. Okay. You know, and yeah. I was just like, so I missed like whenever Red was released, but I know that that was like the story on the streets about Taylor Swift at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just like, stupid Taylor Swift, Ugh. you know, and I didn't get it. And I didn't get it for a long time, so much longer than I'm even, I, I'm embarrassed of myself because. <laughs> I bought into it. I bought mm-hmm. into all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. This all this internalized misogyny, all this media focused misogyny. I mean, she's been treated unfairly by by people and the media, and I bought into it. And then '89 came out, and you know we were in the Arrow fandom, and you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a Taylor Swift song in the Arrow fandom. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was literally everywhere, and shake it off I remember hearing that on the radio and I was like okay this is catchy but I still don't necessarily like her I just think this is a catchy song yeah whatever whatever Callie you're dumb and then, and then that summer that Wildest Dreams came out oh yeah and I went oh, <laughs> oh, shit. oh. I love her what's this and I saw the video like when the video premiered and I watched that video and I was like well that's a thing that's a thing that exists I loved Wildest Dreams I still love Wildest Dreams it still might be my favorite Taylor Swift song because you know your first is always kind of like your favorite sometimes anyway Wildest Dreams special spot in my heart it pulled me over to where I was like okay well maybe I should listen to some of the other songs on this album didn't necessarily listen to the whole thing just kind of like a selection let's put it okay here and there and I was I wasn't I wouldn't have considered myself a fan but I was like I really like Wildest Dreams you know yeah (laughs) I'm I'm still separate and I remember when Reputation came out well, first of all, before Reputation, between 89 and Reputation, you have to discuss the Kanye de- debacle. Oh, I know. I because, just, uh, I hate I that remember, he has, that this is even a part of it because it's like, it's just, it's, it's horrible. Ugh, it's just awful. It's just it's horrible. Yeah. And I remember I was, I remember like, I was on Twitter when that was all going down. Were you on and Twitter I, the night like Kim Kardashian yes. like released that? Yeah, yes. and everybody was like trashing Taylor. And Swift. I remember the Taylor Swift is over party hashtag. And yeah, I remember like really looking sad. at that, and I remember just like I didn't really, I didn't have a dog in this fight. I no, was not a I Kim and either. Kanye fan. I wasn't a Taylor Swift fan, but I remember looking at it and thinking, 
this seems really mean. Yeah. You know, a lot of people seem to be ganging up on, on Taylor, taking advantage of this. Like, they've been waiting for a chance oh, to tear her Oh, there was definitely, like, salivating And it, it felt And it felt really ooky to me. And I yeah. that, that put a really bad taste in my mouth, not towards Taylor, but, like, towards anybody that was, like, suddenly throwing hate. And it made me start thinking, you know, like, maybe, maybe it's, this is wrong. You know, maybe the way I've felt about Taylor in the past is wrong. Maybe this is really unfair because this looked really fucking unfair the way people are treating her. Right, right, right. But I didn't think very deeply about it because well, like I say, I wasn't life. a fan. Your entire life was not absorbed by Taylor Swift. So that's, yeah, that's it was normal. It was, it was easy just to like forget that and move on. And then so when Reputation came out, I remember hearing the first single and I didn't like it. And I was like, oh, well, I don't like this. So I ignored everything else from Reputation. <laughs> like a dumb idiot, right? And it was right about time Lover was released. Remember I, when Me was released, I liked Me. A lot of people hate Me. I think Me is fine. I like Brendan Urie. I like Taylor Swift. I like Cats. What's not the love, right? <laughs> and it, was, it was fine. And that was about the time she released Miss Americana on Netflix. Oh, that's a good one. And that is what changed me. Oh, so to really? anybody this out there who's kind of like... This is such an interesting Taylor Swift story because it's like, like the song, like I feel like I'm more the traditional how she she gained, felt, you know, because I, I fell for yeah, all well, the big that's hits. That's most people come to it. Yeah, but like you are, like I wouldn't have guessed Miss Americana. I really would not have. no. But that is what, what got me because I was like, oh, I'll watch this. This looks interesting because I'm, I'm the sort of like a documentary goes up. I watch it like the Billie Eilish documentary on Hulu or whatever. Oh, you're talking about the doc- I thought you were talking about the song. No, no, no. The, oh, the documentary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. So to that anybody really who's good. kind of feeling like Taylor Swift adjacent right now and is kind okay. of like, oh, I like a couple of songs, go to Netflix and watch Miss Americana because I am telling you that will fill in a lot of the gaps and explain a lot of things and make you look at her differently. Well, and the coolest part of it is she's re- she's recording Reputation while this is being filmed. Well, she was no, she was recording oh, no. she was recording Lover but touring Lover. Reputation. That's right, and touring Reputation. So, you get to see her record a song and how she writes and it's Correct. it's honestly like watching it's like a mad genius. It's just it like is. the way she comes up with songs and how she pieces a song together and her brain is constantly writing songs. I don't Correct. know how you live as a human when you have like this creative like button that you can never shut off. Like she says she's like constantly on. On. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's how her brain works. The Lord has blessed this child. With- <laughs> So, yeah, so I watched this, and it wasn't, you'd think a documentary about Taylor Swift is going to go into all her love love life. It does not, because here's, and here's the thing, this is why, again, why I get annoyed whenever anybody says, oh, she's just so fixated on her past relationships. No, the only relationship that gets a mention in Miss Americana is her relationship with Joe Alwyn, who is her current boyfriend. She's yep. been with him since she was, since before when she was recording Reputation. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's been a few years. Everybody's like, oh, she has a new boyfriend every month. No, she does no, not. No, she really does not. <laughs> she's been she with this dude for like three years. Yeah. 
Yeah, she dated like Tom Hiddleston during like while she was doing after 89. All right. Poor Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. The Tom Hiddleston thing, I believe, poor, was poor a pu- I do think that was a publicity stunt because he was trying to get to be, he, was, he had a movie coming out or he was trying to get an audition for Well, Bob. yeah, there's, there's also that. He but... was trying to distract from her breakup with Calvin Harris. I don't say the girl's a saint. She's very PR savvy. No, but the, the, I will tell you that the, the Swifty narrative for Tom Hiddleston is that she did do him wrong, that he liked her more than she liked him. Oh, really? The, oh. So, like, when you hear so the song... So, it's like a Taylor Lautner um, situation? When you hear the song Champagne Problems, a lot of people think that's the Tom Hiddleston. Uh, do you know the Taylor Lautner story? I don't. Okay, so you know her... Um, Oh, what is it called? The December song. What is it called? What is it called? Taylor Swift. December. Back to December? Back to December. I love that song. So (laughs) everybody was like, that's for Taylor Lautner. Because Taylor Lautner, so he was Jacob uh, in Twilight. So he was super hot when this came with this, when, you know, he was, then they were rumored to be dating. But then, of course, they break up. And so that was totally a, sw- a situation where Taylor liked Taylor more than Taylor liked Taylor. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he showed up at her birthday with roses and she kind of iced him and they broke up and she was really regretting her choice and felt terrible how she treated him because he was a solid dude. He was a nice guy. Yeah. So well, we she's, a, she's absolutely not perfect and she owns that. Right. So it's not like she drags, she only drags the guy. She drags herself. Like there's even an, there's a, there's a song in Lover that is 100% about her flipping out at Joe over something that she was completely wrong about. And it's literally a whole song about how she, you know, hurt him and was wrong and, you know, trying to make amends. So it's, she turns the spotlight onto herself just plenty. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, like, but, so, the only relationship that matters to Taylor Swift right now is her relationship with Joe. And she, and she doesn't even talk about him in Miss Americana that much. Like, you see him there after she gets off stage from Reputation, and she hugs him, and they, like, walk off holding hands, and it's very cute, but, like, she doesn't talk about like, oh, I met him and we fell in love. Like he's, you see him. And then like, Very, the well, so this is a bit of a switch because she has been more public with other relationships, but so Joe is but it's very important. Pri- so she keeps it private. Yeah. And Joe's very private. And I think that's been kind of one of the gifts he's given her. He's just like, yes. you know, we don't have to be in people magazine. No. She's like, hey, if I kept things a little quieter, my <laughs> life would not be a constant paparazzi. Correct. Disaster zone. Yeah. Well, she's grown and she's right. learned. She's a kid. Again, you learn as you get older, you know? So what Miss Americana is more about is more just kind of about her growing as a musician and the struggles she faced. She hits on the Kanye thing a lot more. And when you really see like what happened from her perspective, particularly mm-hmm. the initial where he comes up on stage, takes the mic from her and said, you know, yeah, Beyonce should have won. Like, that already sounds like a horrible thing for somebody to do. But when you see it, like, played through her perspective, it's gutting. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely gutting. And she forgave him after that. And then he fucked her over again with that goddamn stupid song of his. Yeah. And then releasing that video or whatever on, on Twitter. Like, fuck Kanye. 
Like, yeah. who gives a shit about Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer and all her yeah. other old relationships? Yeah. Fuck Scooter Braun and fuck Kanye. And those are like the yeah. two that are like, no, they're dead. Anyhow. So Miss Americana really kind of solidified a lot of things for me with regards to Taylor Swift. It was really interesting seeing her stand up to her dad in that one scene. And I mean, I understood in that scene what her dad was saying. He was just viewing it from a safety perspective. Yeah, but I also saw something. Well, which again, this is the downside of having your dad be like one of your managers. It's like, exactly. Remove the personal from like her reason. So but also, I saw I saw people kind of point out because people are like, okay, but he was doing it from a safety thing. But some people have said, and this is how sometimes, a lot of times, white men keep white women silent. Yeah, they say fair. you need to worry about your safety. Yeah, you need to be quiet. Yes, and it's just like maybe that's not what her dad was doing, but it's definitely a lot of people read it that way. Yeah, just be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, but it was really interesting to like see. What is essentially a really private family moment play yeah, out? Yeah, she really puts it all out there. And it was, that. and it was, it was really kind of cool. So it was after that came out, and then Lover came out. I really started paying attention to her a lot more, and so I bought Lover and inhaled all the songs. It's and so then I love pandemic Lover. happened. Yeah. And by the time Folklore came out, I was like. I'm on the train. Yeah. <laughs> I'm riding the Taylor Swift thing. So yeah, like you, the whole red release, that's mm-hmm. new to me. Yeah. What I what I think is so uh wonderful about her is she reinvents herself with every new yes. album in a way that I feel like isn't uh gimmicky. It's no. very natural. Correct. And and she does it in a creative way that's very different from other artists. You know what I mean? It does like, feel different because feels different it feels than the way Britney organic. does it. Yeah, it feels more meaningful than the way Britney does it. You know, it's like sometimes <laughs> I feel like, oh, there, and it's refreshing to me that her her reinvention as she's grown older is not to like more sexualize herself. You know what I mean? She's right. Finding like, different I would ways. Say the most the most startling shift in her persona was from eighty nine to Reputation. But yeah. like I say, once you watch Miss Americana, you understand. It feels more bridge. How I, You're like, okay, I get how that happened. I would I would say <laughs> going from 89 to um, Reputation was jarring for me as a fan. It I was. was. Not, I was not a super huge uh, fan of, of Reputation. I just, I've gotten... I understood. Yeah, I understood why she made it. I understood, you know, the anger and the frustration and all that. But what was really interesting about that album and what you learn on this Miss Americana is it's actually more of a love album than it is like this revenge. Because she met Joe. Yeah. She's, so like in a lot of the songs, she's writing about falling in love when the world doesn't think she's that great. And then she knows that Joe really likes her for her, you know, like. Cause he, and that's why Delicate was the first song I yep, loved off of yep, Reputation. Yeah. And that was her the song about meeting and falling in love with Joe. Yeah. So you listen to Delicate and then you're like, oh, wow. And then you buy the whole album and you're like, wow. The whole <laughs> album is really amazing. Like, I. Yeah. Yep. I'm embarrassed that I didn't give it a chance at the time. It's because really, it took me a minute. It was kind of one of those things I had to listen to a couple times, and then I loved it. Like right. that line, if you spend my change, then I owe you nothing. 
Yes! Fuck you, Calvin Harris! <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, fuck you, Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. I think reputation... So the Scooter Braun drama, well, see, that's the thing. You don't know when it happened because I don't, yeah. I think it, it was happening because it was happening during reputation is when she left that. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It was really, it was a great album. It was just it was fun album. to see her too. Like, I don't know. She kind of really taken a lot of shit from everybody about this Kanye thing. And that she was really, it. yeah. I mean, look what, look at what she made me do. I love that she was like, yeah, it was kind of. Like, she was admitting, yeah, I kind of, you know, I played with Kanye and his persona, too, just the way he did with me. So I was like, you know, that's, you know, it's Hollywood. They're going to do what they're going to do. So, yeah. I well, love and her. I love what I love. Part of the reason I love Lover is, and you saw this in Miss Americana, was the shift away from. Yes, from the dark. I cannot well, tell you. And it was, it was a shift away from her more her old mindset and her mindset shifting and my mindset shifting kind of like they happened like parallel to one another because a lot of people don't agree with me but one of my favorite favorite songs off of lover is you need to calm down (laughs) no i'm i don't love that song i adore it it's just a little too peppy you know like it, I, it hits my pep level just the sound of it i love it because it's a fuck you <laughs> to all of the kind of the expectations the media expectations the the constraints the 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 people hating other people aspect the women mm-hmm. versus women thing that song really woke me up to we don't women don't need to fight each other the way that we do and she's like i've done it in the past and i'm not doing that anymore and i was like i felt that so deep it changed a lot in me and i've seen some of it like emerging like this last week i saw some tiktoks that people are like oh taylor's great but she's a little immature adele is more my speed i can't wait till her album comes out and i'm like hmm we're not going to do that <laughs> because right. it's comparing women to other women like that. That's not helpful. Right. That's not cool. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just music taste. If you like Adele more fine, that's, you know, that's fine, but right. we're, we're not going to sit I, there I, and make I, assumptions. I, I like don't understand how, how do we choose like it's like can't you love both like I yes don't you can love both yeah i i, love I both. can love i okay i've listened to i haven't listened to all of adele yet i have to keep stopping because like some of the songs aren't, aren't quite my bag but i'm like i want to listen to the whole thing there's some songs i really like though and you can like adele and you can like beyonce and you can like rihanna and you can like ariana grande and you can like billy eilish and you can like taylor swift and all those things can happen at the same time Preach. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 100 percent true. And but- if you don't like Taylor Swift, that's fine. But don't say it's because she's immature or her fans are immature or whatever. Well, and this all too well thing with Jake Gyllenhaal. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I, I love that song. But what I love about it is that yes, when she wrote it, 
It was about her breakup, probably with Jake Gyllenhaal, but it was never even a single off Red. No. This is a song that It was fans, a passion project. Yeah, this is the song that fans just kind of latched onto, and it really became like a groundswell among the Taylor Swift fans that Correct. this is a, their favorite. So she would always sing it at concerts. She performed it. I think she performed it at the Grammys. But she said that, you know, the process of singing this song to an audience was very healing for her. Mm-hmm. So when she re-released it and like in the video, she has a scene where, you know, she's coming out or in the short, I mean, the short film, which should win an Oscar, but oh that's my neither God. here nor there. Um, <laughs> but she, she comes out and she's in this situation. She's an author who just published a book about the relationship, but she does a shot of girls looking at her with complete understanding and support and that process her relationship with the fans and the fans relationship with her it's like was extremely healing for both people that's like, the that, final takeaway that's the, the final takeaway from it she's it's mm-hmm. really not about jake gyllenhaal no it's not her. and it's and it's extremely it's really egotistical about... for jake right. to even suggest it's about him it's not about you anymore honey that bitch also, got released into the wild 11 years ago. It's fine. Even <laughs> if it is about Jake Gyllenhaal and she's re-releasing 10 years ago, that's... Fine. That's also her prerogative. Right! Like, why is that not okay? Listen, you guys, okay. the last person on the planet I feel sorry for is Jake Gyllenhaal. Also, no, he doesn't need anybody white-knighting for him. If you ruin a kid's 21st birthday party by being a dick... And not Fuck showing you. up to it, you deserve all you're gonna get for the last decade. You should have just gone to the party, Jake. You could have broken up with her next week. So, and I love how he calls her after the party and says, "Sorry, I couldn't make it." Well, you weren't too busy to make the phone call. So, what was precluding you for getting your little butt at the he party? Was, he was too good for it. Oh, did you hear that they think Anne Hathaway is the actress that... Yes, and I 110% believe it because, listen... Mm, yep, Maddie told me that. 2010 is when Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway did that stupid Love and Other Drugs movie that I couldn't ah, even watch. So she would have been at Taylor Swift's birthday party. Yep. So Man, it, wasn't, well, it wasn't at the birthday party. It was another party. Oh, it was another party. Okay, yeah. got it. But okay. no, yeah. No, I 110% believe it was Anne Hathaway because... Mm-hmm. That just seems like an Anne Hathaway there. thing to do. Like, see Taylor Swift calling and be like, what's wrong, honey? I saw some people like, you did not just call Anne Hathaway some other, some actress. And I was like, well, what's she going to do? Call her Anne Hathaway in a song? Um, in no. 2010... Yeah, that's, no. a fair, that's a fair description of Anne Hathaway. <laughs> but I also like... No, that's, they're not going to drop names in a song. That's, that's just not how it's done. Ha- that's pre-Fontaine Les Mis Anne Hathaway. It's fine to call her some actress. <laughs> but also, like, you're not going to name a name. Well, what do you want to call her? I mean, you know, again, it's lyrics. It has to, like, make sense. And it also so. has to, like, rhyme or fit into the right pentameter or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't exactly. know how to write a song. Hats off to Taylor Swift. But they should never <laughs> let her cut songs. The 10-minute version, to me, that's the version she, we should have always had. It's it's visceral. It's like, a I can't tell you how many, how many reaction videos I've watched on TikTok of people, like, listening to the song. Like, two, two women, like, listening to the song together and, like, clutching each other's hands at, like, certain parts of the song. And it's just like, yes. You That's kept me about. like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. I mean, get up. That that didn't make the album. That's 
the shit that got on the cutting room floor. That's how good this kid is. I'm like, oh my God. If I wrote that line, I'd tattoo it on my ass and on every pillow I own and tell people I wrote that. That was me. Like, oh my God. You know, you ask Taylor Swift and she'll say that she thinks one of the best songs she ever did was All Too Well. So. Oh, it is by far. It's yeah. It's got that. Here's what I really like about it because it's pop, but it's got that great country music storytelling that well, like, it's, love story it's really did. crossover because it's got pop, it's got cr- country, and it's country, got indie. Indie. It's really, it's all of them. It's I, all of them. Can it. I tell you the most hilarious tweet I saw yesterday? Dion Warwick is a Swifty. Oh, I saw the Dion Warwick. She thing. was like, you know, if Jake really has her, this this girl's scarf, that's that not right. <laughs> he should send it back to her. I mean, the, I'll pay for shipping. The funniest thing, though, has been how the Sour Patch Kids social media person has like is totally a Swifty. As a like, Swifty, every single one, including Dion Warwick's tweet, you'll see Sour Patch Kids in the replies. Like, <laughs> and they're on TikTok too. They're like. <laughs> They're, they're ready to come after Jake. It's hilarious. He deserves it. I don't feel morally sorry for him, you guys. Like, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I don't feel he, sorry for, for white men. I just don't. He was a spectacular. <laughs> but here's the thing. I really think, to me, my firm belief, because this is this is just my own personal Taylor Swift, like, dating history. <laughs> I really feel he was her first love. And I feel like he might have been her first first, not that's any of my business. And I also think she thought she was going to marry him. I so think, yeah. I think, I think Better she Man had is about Jason And like, yeah. What was the one that she just released on Lover? It's the very first, the one. You could have been the one. I love that, that song. That was Folklore, dear. That was what? Folklore. Was that fol- Folklore? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I loved that song. And every time she sings kind of about that kind of stuff, I wonder, I wonder if this is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Because I feel like, oh, have you heard this insane rumor? <laughs> what? Okay. They say, okay. This is where the crazy internets, I'm like, maybe the internets are crazy. So Speaking of which, if you want crazy conspiracy theories, join the Taylor Swift fandom. Really? Okay. So there are... Actually, there are people who actually say that Jake Gyllenhaal is gay and that Taylor Swift was just his beard and their whole relationship is fake. I'm like, how do you get 30 songs out of a fake relationship? I mean, something had to be real. I know. <laughs> and I'm not saying he's not gay, but also I feel like... But also... know that and maybe, or maybe he was... Also, also this, is I don't know. I, this is where I hoist the blue, purple, pink flag and say bisexuality exists. There you go. There you go. I like that. I feel like people are just like constantly trying to put people in one bucket or the other. Yeah, you can have to be all of one thing. All of all, nothing. You know, not all, none of like the other. And still date Taylor? I don't get that. Why is that not? Okay. See that? Okay. See, this is why we're friends because you say the things I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like, reality like, is this, my just friend. running it past you, you know, like this is it. Okay, so yeah, no, it, and and then like with folklore and Everlore, I mean, she just like to me, she just like blew the roof off the quarantine misery. I was oh. like, here, here's when my the indie album for you. When folklore dropped, it was like a cultural we, reset. Because like we really <laughs> haven't had indie indie Taylor Swift. You know what and I mean? It was I. I did like all the Taylor Swifting this last week. I rewatched Miss Americana. I rewatched mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Reputation, mm-hmm. and I rewatched the Long Pond studio sessions for Folklore on Disney Plus. And <sighs> that album, 
I just like I still can't imagine how she did that. Like she did that like in a, a couple months, like two months, whatever. She wow. did the, like the whole thing. She did the whole thing. Like I just can't. I mean, to be that talented is just really, to me, is just really something. But I feel like she's very appreciative of her talent. You know what I mean? Like, she understands that she holds a lot of sway with it and that it's it's a gift. And, you know, I just kind of, I she always just seems very, everyone says she's fake, but I, she just always seems very humble and appreciative. What about her and, seems fake? I don't know. I feel like people just because I think she's people so project. Big, yeah, it's just because she's so big. Like especially in the United States, like our we love to build people up and then we love to tear them down. And we oh love yeah, one hundred percent. People love to hate things other Let's people love. Let's not do that. Let's not do like, that. I get it. If you're not a Taylor Swift fan, well, certainly this podcast ain't for you. But like, also, you don't need to like campaign against the woman. No, let people like what find, they like. Yeah, find another avenue. Find something that you like, and you can enjoy that. Be the bigger person. Be the bigger person. Yeah, I adore her. I will go to any concert. I will see. I will buy any I hope she does another concert. A lot of people are calling it, what, like the Folk Lover More Tour? Yeah. Because, like, it has to be all three albums. Because, yeah, because, like, basically she released Lover, and then then COVID happened, so she couldn't tour on it. And because she's just the songstress of our generation, she 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 wrote two albums. In the course of like three months, but she hasn't Locked made a tour on any of it. No. Like that's like to me Saturday Night Live. Now she's on to Red. Like Saturday Night Live, her performance on Saturday Night Live. Like I can't even imagine how difficult it is to perform a ten-minute song. That is a lot of breath control right there. If you question her singing ability, and she blew the doors off of that. Holy shit! That performance was incredible. I was mm. just like, what? What? Oh my god! I was like a mess. And I love the short film. I love that she picked Dylan O'Brien. Because the, he had the that casting boyish, was so purposeful. He's got that boyish kind of look to him. and But he's it, also older. And but he's, he's also, older in his 30s. Or he's turning 30. And so, we've been aware of him for a certain And a while. Like, you know who most people know, at least in our generation, know who Dylan O'Brien is. So, And I love that they picked the kid from... Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, because first of all, her hair is red, so had to be. Uh, and I think he's she's dating Joe's little brother. Yes. So I was like, well, perfect. And you are immediately struck by the age difference. The age difference, because like, you've wow. known him for so long, and you've known right. her for such a short time. Yep. You're like, wow, that looks wildly inappropriate. She's and, been cast as a teenager. Yep. In a in a in and she's making out with. A full-fledged adult man, you know. So you're supposed if you feel uncomfortable watching you're supposed it, to. Good. You're supposed to be feeling it. That's and what I Taylor was, wants you to feel. Yeah, because I was reading like tweets responses to it, and people were saying when they've been in that kind of relationship, when they've been the young person in their 20s or early 20s or late teens, and they've had a relationship with an older person, typically it's female, male, older man, and he's in his 30s. 40s when they hit those ages and then they look at people who are then 19 and 20 they realize how wildly inappropriate Inappropriate. that could be and how young they really were and then there there would be no way in their frame of mind they would ever date a 19 year old so it takes years to understand those relationships and you know the kind of the gaslighting 
Well, and she gave such a perfect example of the gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Within that movie. Yeah. Like they have an argument while she's washing it. Why is she washing his dishes? For starters. I know. (laughs) Because you're a party asshole. You can wash the fucking dishes. And he's totally gaslighting her. About well, yeah, how uncomfortable he, she felt during the dinner. And it's just like, oh he my feels God. Very, he's very hot and cold. And he seems only to run hot when it's the two of them and no one else is around. But then when it's cold, it's when he's around his friend. Correct. She, yeah. And the song was very explicit anything. about that with the yeah. whole, you kept me like a secret. Yeah. You know, like you were, you were ashamed of me. When I love that line too, where she was like, what, what kind of person was I to you? Like, I don't know yes. her, you know, because never like, I was needy, nev- yeah, always I ne- perfect, always perfect. I could never need or want anything from you without you being like the, who that was a, a, a jewel who only, whose shine reflects on you. Yeah. So like he only wanted her for how good she made him look. Pretty much. And I mean, that's what her I realizing that was devastating to her. And she oh. wrote a fucking song about Hung it. About everybody it. loves it. So goddamn right. deal so with suck it, it man. Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. Like, what, what also floored me is him telling her that he loves her after they broke up. Yes. Three months after they broke up, he's calling her, telling her he loves her. Like, like that's fucking manipulative as shit. Yeah. And she's been waiting for him to call it what it was, is the line. Yeah, and then he only does it three months after they've broken up, and she's like, "I can't get drawn back into that." And that's where we get: we are never ever getting back together. Exactly. I was gonna say the exact same thing. After you watch that short I film, love like, that I song. totally get. I love that song. I totally get. We are never getting back together. Like, that song like, yeah, that is such. Call. That song is such my mood. Like on anything, yeah. like you know me. That is yep. me with anything. Like. Have you ever seen the have you ever seen the video for it? It's hilarious. I have has, not. Like, her band, they're like all dressed up like little stuffed animals and they're all just bouncing around. And then like she has an actor that legit looks exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal. Exactly. Like that is the closest she's ever come to being like it was, it was Jake, fucking guys. him. Yeah. It was him. Because <laughs> like she patterns his outfits off of the paparazzi photos that they had. We're in those, those paparazzi photos where Jake and Taylor were going to get coffee and he's in a blue vest and plaid shirt and like the guy is dressed exactly like that. How about like the paparazzi photos where he's wearing her fucking scarf? Yes. <laughs> this scarf will live in infamy. <laughs> I, I love that he's like, I don't know what scarf she's talking about. Dude, you know. And we know you still have it, Jake. We know you do. <laughs> what was it somebody i saw something the people there's actually somebody on tiktok that has been tracking down the scarf apparently somebody else does have the scarf now this is all conjecture i don't know if it's not been confirmed but this person says that they reached out to somebody on the taylor team and they have verified that this is in fact the scarf and so like stay tuned for more updates i'm like oh my god is she gonna get her scarf back this is so big of the world like oh my god so wait okay so she did a new i also love her friendship with um blake lively oh god yeah but they have such similar energies her and very much what did you just like want to just like sit and like watch them talk because they're so beautiful they are god like i don't need 
I don't need to like hang out with you guys, but like if you could just let me watch you two hanging out, that video that would be okay too. <laughs> that video that they did together, Blake directed, was fantastic. Okay, so I am missing something. The what are you we- missing? okay, first of all, do you know how long I've been waiting to see Taylor Swift in a wedding gown? A long like, time? A really fucking long time. So okay. the fact that she was in a wedding gown, now I know it's not her real wedding gown. I'm hoping it's going to be Joe because obviously she wrote a song about paper rings. So Joe, you don't need to get her a huge diamond. She's going to marry you no matter what. But I'm just saying we can move it along, kids. But anyways, <laughs> I feel like maybe that was the dress that Miles Teller's real wife wore at their wedding. There was something because, well, there. Given that it was Miles Teller's wife. Right? playing his wife yeah oh you didn't know that no (laughs) okay well surprise (laughs) okay that whole video makes so much more sense now (laughs) that was his actual wife yes got it do you know what else i just realized the guy Hmm. who's the horse trainer on yellowstone yes he is the showrunner he's the show (laughs) correct correct I like I didn't know that. Well, here's the funny thing is that I knew I knew like he was the showrunner and I knew what he looked like like before that article and everything. And but I also knew I recognized him. I'm like, I recognize this guy. And I didn't put it together that I'd seen him in the show until we saw like last week's episode. I'm like, that's the fucking showrunner. <laughs> but then my husband reminded me he played one of the sheriffs on Sons of Anarchy. I'm like, fucking hell yes he did. Oh, got it. Coming together. <laughs> There's so anyway, many levels that here. Was a and I know I missed like 98% of like all her little clues that the Swifty fandom. Oh, she loves doing that shit. She loves I it. I think that's it's really so cute. much fun. It's really cute. And the whole album, Red's re get this, guys, the re release got five stars from the Rolling Stone. Yes, magazine, it did. Which they've only handed out, I think, like five times or some ridiculous number. And it's a re released record. It, it deserves it because, listen, I listened to it all 30 fucking songs. <laughs> it's it's good. So good. It's really good. I can't really think of a clunker. What was your favorite, other than All Too Well, the 10 minute version? What was you your know, favorite new one? I was, well, obviously, I love We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together because that's got like such mad Sagittarius. Yeah, but what energy. was your favorite vault one? vault because i was about to say state of grace i fucking love state of grace oh i love that one too. favorite from the vault except for ultimate well too meant yeah all too well um hmm, might be nothing new oh yeah everyone really i like nothing new too i like the one i also like the one because let me enter her connor kennedy phase at the end of it we don't like to talk about that though i know creepy i i know (laughs) taylor what you doing it was a (laughs) short-lived romance what are you doing taylor it's like girl first of all (laughs) kennedy's are a disaster stay away how about we just stay away from all political families i mean any 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 kind they're like the john mayer of families like you don't want that no girl bad energy baby love yourself and (laughs) don't do it like the only picture i've ever seen of connor kennedy is his mugshot so (laughs) what's the one that i love oh i really liked um 
Where's my Thursday message? Message in a bottle is a good bop. Message in a bottle. Everybody thinks that one's really poppy. It's a good bop. I liked that one. Was that in the vault? I can't. It was in the vault. It was all in the vault for me. Yeah, I know. It's all new to you. (laughs) I love that for you. It's all good. (laughs) I'm just really sad I missed the tour because red's my favorite color. I could have like just decked the shit out. (sighs) I should probably get buy some merch because I've got my. You know, I've really tried to restrain myself. She was selling last week. She was selling the cardigan from the folklore merch. But oh, like girl. with red stars on it, so <gasps> red. I don't know if it's on sale anymore. Probably not because she makes it all Probably limited. Sold time. out. Yeah. Dude, I I ha- I get the emails. So like I just <laughs> get this closet. I, I bought the list. CD. I bought the CD so I could have it in my car. And like I restrained myself to just that. But then like I really <laughs> wanted to fuck the patriarchy keychain, but like she wanted <laughs> a ridiculous amount of money for it. So I bought a fuck the patriarchy keychain off of Etsy. I'm like supporting the small business. Okay, I'm pulling up the merch. <laughs> she had a sparkly jacket for the okay. Oh wow. Oh. Oh, there's a sweatshirt. There's an all too well sweatshirt. There you go. Oh, gosh, I'm getting a sweatshirt from $70. What is my sweatshirt from? I all don't too know. well tissues. <laughs> I'm getting a sweatshirt. It'll come eventually. Here's one thing. You order Taylor Swift merch, you will get it next year. <laughs> it will come eventually i got okay. a blanket from some promotion last year for folklore yeah. and the blanket took like nine months to come it was fine when it came i was very surprised and happy so <laughs> it was great I'd i might have to do i might have to do god that's hard money to spend a 70 bucks does her stuff ever go on sale no <laughs> Oh, I mean, but it's perfect. It's a tree with a scarf with a red scarf tied to it. See, oh. I really wanted the notebook that looks like the book from the movie, where it was like all too well oh, novel. Yeah, and then she has nice it like too. in the notebook, and I'm like, I really want that. But like, um, it's like, well, this is the yeah. time of year that I am specifically forbidden from buying things for myself because Christmas. And there I, you I go. No, Kyle's not going to buy that for me. But like, oh. <laughs> like, do I need an all too well knit red scarf? Like, yes. do I need that? You do. It's Actually, a great red. You, you picked a red great is your dye favorite lot. color. Did you not just say? I know it's a great dye lot, y'all. Because sometimes you can get bad reds, but it's a solidly amazing red. Okay. Uh, all right. So, did you watch Yellowstone? I did. I loved when Rip and Beth had their little argument. That was awesome. And she was like, "I love you, but fuck you." And yep. then, like, he was right. So, like, yep. <laughs> later on, she's like. I'm sorry, Shit. you were right. And he's like, I'm right. sorry, I was right. Right. <laughs> like, they are such goals. I, I love, love when she yelled them. at him and he just smiled at her. Like I that... am getting a little, I was really sad though when he said he's never going to be our son. He's lying. He, it'll, I feel he'll like that's what, he just doesn't know. And then he's she just, was like, he's just being obstinate fucking rip right now. Okay. Dude. Cause it's like, <laughs> shut up. Don't say those things. And then, you know, when he was like, when she was like, you're going to start to resent me for that soon. Well, and also that made me nervous. That made me nervous too. But here's another thing. You know what I was thinking during that? Cause that's always right. Here's what I was thinking during that scene. He doesn't know about what jamie did yet does he no because the minute she tells him he will kill jamie okay so like that's why i think that's the vibe i got he he won't be our son and i i i know beth was thinking it and i was thinking it and i was like they had a kid 
thank you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just, when that comes out, batting down the hatches, y'all. If you thought Rip was pissed about, like, I don't think he's going to be mad at Beth at all. No. I, maybe he'll be upset she never told him. But, but also, he might know why she never told him. I mean, what was Rip going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like, Kill Jamie. Kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty much. So, I just feel like that is kind of something. I think Beth and almost, maybe it's some, like, some deep-rooted part of her that she can't even admit protecting Jamie. Because she knows when she lets that bullet fly, there's no, you can't put the cork back in that bottle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can't undo that. And she, no, she's not going to be able to control Rip. He'll be so furious and he'll kill him. I just, I firmly believe Rip is going to kill Jamie once he knows this. And I will cheer him on. Like, I just feel like they're going to hold <laughs> off on this secret. I mean, I don't care if it's even five years from now, they're going to hold off and ever telling Rip about this. And when they tell Rip, it's because they're ready to kill off Jamie. I could be wrong, but that's what I feel in my heart, in my soul. Oh, and we also found out what happened to Monica. She's been hiding in the bedroom with Tate. Tate's been hiding under a bed for three months. So that's not good. <laughs> that's that's super healthy. Things and like Monica, like, okay, I, I, I get Monica's whole argument. Like he's traumatized. Like, yes, that also is very true. But also letting him just hide under a bed for three months isn't fixing. Casey hauling his ass, shit. hauling his little butt out from under that bed. And saying, stand up. You already faced what you're scared of. You faced it. It's over. There's nothing for else for you to ever be scared of again. Correct. Which is kind of what I what I was saying last week. It's like, okay, he's a dutton now. Because I was like, there's there's always this trial by fire. And, you know, he's a kid. And I get that, you know, clearly the child was traumatized. Children should not be shooting adults who are trying to kill their mother. Like, that should not be happening. I'm not like... But it did. But it did. And he dealt with it. And so, you know, I love... But, like, when she said... When when Monica said to Casey, I hate you. I was like, oh, geez. I mean, here's my thing. Here's my beef with Monica. I get it. She's traumatized. I'm not... This has absolutely nothing to do... With the trauma, okay? This is it's previous just, Monica that, Those bullshit. are words you can't put back in the bottle. Well, but also, like, this is previous Monica stuff. She blames Casey for everything. And I'm like, listen, honey, there's a choice involved here. You chose to marry him. You chose to move back to the ranch. You chose this life just as much as he chose it. So some of this is, and I was like, was it really that great on the reservation? Last time I checked, they're not well places to live so I just I understand she's traumatized I understand that maybe even she's falling out of love with Casey I don't know but that, I'm and that's perfectly tired fine. of the blaming of Casey all yeah. the time I, th- I think it's perfectly fine to fall out of love with him I think it's perfectly fine to like be completely like not okay with the level of violence that's happening uh, which is these an absolutely are, these are correct okay. reaction like, but the it always so- feels like she's trying to use this. Like you said, she's trying to use this specifically against Casey all the time. When not all these things are Casey's fault. Right. I mean, of all, if you're going to blame, of all the Duttons to blame. Blame John. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's laughing. Like, what? It's like, what? He, he wanted men with guns to shoot. I mean, come on. And he's not starting any of the shit that his dad said. They don't start you know? it. They just finish they it. They just finish it. So... <laughs> If everybody just stayed off their fucking land, it would be fine. 
But, you know, I also think, you know, you know, he left his family behind for her, you know, and this is something I've struggled with in like my own life. Um, Like you can't expect him to not have a relationship with his family. Like even though there's the problems there, she can't put him in that position of constantly having to choose between the two. That's no, not you fair. Never, you never want to make someone choose between you or their family. And this is marriage, sweetheart. Bad things happen and you need to deal with it. I understand, like, yes, the violence ain't great. They all need to go to therapy. She's traumatized. Totally understand that. It's completely fine to be traumatized. But also, do we just, you know, are we, she's always one foot in, one foot out with him. And it I'm always seems like, to go back and forth. I want that Rip and and Beth devotion from for these two. You know what I mean? Instead of this kind of, are we married? Aren't we married? Are we married? Aren't we married? I'm like, y'all are married. Start acting like it. Or be done. Well, yeah. And I feel like she just hasn't come to terms with what it means to love Casey. Like, think of how Felicity was right came to terms with how she loves oliver and she's there and she accepts these things are going to happen because that's comes with loving him i feel like monica hasn't made that that realization or that choice fully yet you know what i mean right because i think i think casey did leave a piece of himself behind clearly when he left and i'm not saying what John Dutton did was right. Like that was evil. What John was not was telling Casey to do and Casey leaving was the right thing to do. But I think he, you know, John has realized that was a terrible thing to do and is very apologetic for it, but they're you trying know, to make up for it and trying to make up for it. Yeah. People and, trying to kill him. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> because why he won't sell his land. That's why everybody's trying to kill him. Like, that's not a good reason to kill somebody. Not that there ever is one. But, like, that's ridiculous. So, you know, that's not John Dutton's fault. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he owns a ridiculous amount of land. He probably should give some of it to the Native Americans. That would be a good start. But, you know, I just, I don't know. Monica, there's just something about Monica that rubs me the wrong way sometimes. And I want to feel sorry for her. And I did feel sorry for her in the premiere because clearly that was an awful, awful, awful event. But it's not like she hasn't been through these awful events before. And at a certain point, it's like, like you said, it's like Felicity accepts that this is Oliver's life. And if she's going to be in Oliver's life, this is the way it's going to be. You either got to accept or you got to. You enter, you're out, sweetie. So if you're out. But also if you're out, you have to understand that you're not going to keep him from his son. Right. Like, I feel like they're gearing us up for that. As for the a big custody fight. battle. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I'm like, that's, that's not going to be That's great. not great. That's not great. No, <laughs> not great. Not great at all. Okay. Well, did you watch New Amsterdam? I have not. It was kind of boring. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just, like, I hate, I hate so many people. <laughs> I hate so many people on that show. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. just like oh. I really think you and I need to write a drinking game and we're gonna watch New Amsterdam at sometime and we're gonna have some shots. We're gonna drink. We're gonna drink, babe, because it'll get funny then. <laughs> I just I feel like I have to be in a particular mood. And yeah, I like- realize I can't run when I'm watching New Amsterdam on my elliptical machine because I'm like 
it's not, it doesn't move quick enough. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, oh, shut up, Lauren. Nobody cares about you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where's Helen? Oh my gosh, this was so funny yesterday. I saw this tweet where it said that the actors were dating in real life and it looked so real. And I was like, oh, oh my I gosh, saw that just tweet too. You were all excited for me. I was you? so excited. And I was like, why isn't this like a thing? Am I like, am I the first person to see this tweet? I'm never the first person to see these tweets. <laughs> and then I saw underneath it, like, this is a total joke. And I'm like, you know, it was just a real, I went from a real high to a crushing low in a rapid speed. And it was just really upsetting. That's just mean. Think about <laughs> people nice crazy things do. like that. Don't make those kinds of announcements look like it's coming straight from Entertainment Weekly. It's not okay. I'm I'm very gullible and will believe things. <laughs> I am extremely gullible too. I believe first and ask questions later. I Which was totally retweeting the shit I was out of that. Against I was like, oh my Taylor god. Swift for as long as I was. I know. I just more, was like more. No. Yeah, you know, you need to come to things in your own time. I guess. I'm I'm, I'm a horrible person that way. I swear to god. You're very stubborn. It's fine. I, I'm extremely I love you. stubborn. It's okay. It's I don't like to feel like somebody is pushing me towards you something. You don't like to be handled. I don't like to be handled. Fucking It's just best if you step away and let Things, things, I have progress. to let things happen organically. Speaking of organically, I finished Ted Lasso, and you need to finish that oh, okay. so that we can talk. Okay, I've because I have night. some thoughts about it. Okay, I've been working at night, so me and my husband have not been able to do our Ted Lasso binge, but I'm hoping on Sunday night we'll be able to hit some more Ted Lasso because I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. funny. It's, it's so good. sweet. I love it so much. It's, it's good. So okay, all right. I have to return to my regular regular scheduled program which is my life <laughs> work. work have fun with that lunchtime's over <laughs> yeah to the salt mine all righty all righty well are we gonna podcast so i'm gonna be in chicago next weekend so i can't podcast so I'm, i know but we could do it earlier we could do it monday yeah. through wednesday okay so maybe we'll do that okay all right bye bye us this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye, bye.